Sound of Truth starts now. Welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, as we seek to inform, inspire, and encourage you in your walk with Christ through engaging interviews of ordinary people in whom God is doing an extraordinary work. I'm your host, Brett Morani, and I'm excited that you've chosen to join us. I'm so thrilled to have Calden and Monique Charles in the studio with me. If you've heard the past couple of weekly interviews, Monique shared her personal testimony of coming to faith in Christ. And then Calden, in the next episode, shared his personal testimony of coming to faith in Christ. Calden and Monique are on staff at the Harvest Church in Turks and Caicos, where he serves as a pastor. They're on vacation right now in Jacksonville, and that's why they're here with me in the studio to share what God is doing in their lives. And now that we have heard their testimonies, I've asked them if there's something in particular they would like to talk about. Monique said she'd like to talk about evangelism, evangelism, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with others. Yes. Why do you want to talk about evangelism? Because it's a command that God has given each and every one of us. You see, when one trusts Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he changed us. The Holy Spirit changed us. And we cannot keep that change for ourselves. We have to share it. We have to let people know that if God can change me, if you open up yourself to him, he can change you as well. And as believers, he said, go into all the earth and share the gospel to every boy, girl, man, and woman. And this is what I love to do. I have a, there's a joy, there's a peace inside of my heart when I, when I speak to people one-on-one or when I go out with the church as a team together. There's just this peace inside of my heart to know that somebody is hearing that God loves them and God can change them and God can do great things inside of their life. Amen. Yes. Now, in your testimony, you shared with us how you came to faith as a teenager, mm-hmm. and then you came home, and you were the first born-again believer in your household, yes. but you were able to see both of your parents eventually come to faith yes. in Christ as well. Now, did you share the gospel with them? Were they receptive? This was yes. maybe one of your first witnessing opportunities. Yes, in my home, in my home. And a lot of people say that your home could be the hardest place to to be a witness but and I didn't tell you in my testimony I love carnival but when I trusted Jesus Christ there was no taste anymore for carnival and they say Monique you really change because remember I said that every music that is played on the radio um I will dance to it, whether, whether the lyrics is, is good or whether the lyrics is filthy, I will dance to it. But when I trusted Jesus Christ, there was a distaste for those kind of things. So they, they, they saw the change in my life. They saw the change. Yes. And then I began to tell them what God has done for me and what God can do inside of their lives. Yes. One of the phrases I like to use here among our people as we teach on the subject of evangelism is that we want to show and share the love of Jesus Christ. And that's what you just described. Your family saw a difference in you. You showed them that Christ made a difference so that when you shared verbally, Mm -hmm. there was authenticity Mm -hmm. to that. That's right. 
when we were, I don't know if you had, guys had this uh, in St. Vincent, your, your home country, but in grade school, we had show and tell. You ever heard of that? Yes, we do. Where the, the children would bring something from home, that show, it, show yes. it to the class. Mm-hmm. You stand up in front of the class. It was kind mm-hmm. of the first, it's, it's for children in, in our educational system, at yeah. least, kind of the introduction to giving a speech. Mm-hmm. Standing in front of your class, your, your classmates and showing them something and then mm-hmm. talking about it. Yep. And that's really what we're supposed to do with Jesus Christ. We're to show him and then share him. Exactly. So tell us more of your experiences with evangelism and, and why you've become so passionate and enjoy it. Your faith, your family came to faith in Christ. Yes. So you saw the power of the gospel when it was shared. That's right. And also another thing that I have to put in here past the breath is that a lot of Christian um, think that they can just show that's one side but we have to open open our mouth and be that vocal witness we have to speak that's right we have to speak and let people know this is who god is this is what he is doing yes that is very important so we have to be both and it's both right you you do both show and share show and tell yes if you tell without showing it you can be seen as a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. There's no difference in your life. There's no love. Then it's just talk. Yes. You have to have, as they say, your walk has to match your talk. Exactly. But you can't just walk alone. Mm-hmm. You also have to talk is what you're saying. Exactly. That's where the boldness comes in. How does a person get the boldness? When, you know, I think we're tempted not to be bold. We're tempted not to share. We're afraid to open our mouth. So what I do, the boldness comes from the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So when I'm going, I say, Father, give me opportunity. Give me opportunity whether to speak to a boy, a girl, a man, or a woman. And then he will put those opportunities in place. Like when we were coming to Jacksonville, we say, Lord, yes, we are going for a vacation. We are going to get rest. But God, we are still doing your work. Give us opportunities. And when you approach us, Oh my goodness, that was a great opportunity to let people know that God is real. He's awesome. And God is still changing people. Amen. Yes. So when I approached you Sunday afternoon and said, how long are you in town? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I knew you'd be here uh, long enough. I said, okay, come on the podcast. There's answer, answer to prayer. There's an opportunity right there for you to talk about your faith. That's right. Has the Lord opened any other doors this week as you've been out in public? Not to put you on the spot, but... I would say online. Not in person, but online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he opened up some doors for me to witness and to pray for some people online. So this is another way, especially for people who are kind of shy. Mm-hmm. This is another way. If you love social media, it's a great opportunity to share your faith on social media. That's good. Yeah, WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, what else? Twitter, yeah. Put a tweet out there for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's, it's, it's very, very, very important. And a lot of people think as well that they have to, they have to go to seminary to, to do a course to share their faith or to go out there and speak to people. Back in the Bible, God used ordinary people. 
That's right. Like you and me, and we are ordinary people, and he can do extraordinary things inside of our lives, you know? I think of, um, there's a story, I, don't, I can't remember if it's First Kings or Second Kings. You remember the lepers who, who were starving, and the, the, um, the army, they, they left all their food mm-hmm. in the camp, and the lepers went, and they got food. And they said, you know what? We can't keep all of these for ourselves. We have to go and let the people that come, come and get mm-hmm. some food to eat. So when we, get, when we get Jesus, we have to go and share Jesus with other people. That's great. <laughs> one of my pastors years ago said that evangelism is one beggar showing another beggar where the food is. That's right. That's it. Yes. That's it. Yeah, we cannot be selfish in this. We cannot be selfish. It's too good not to share. Too good not to share. But oftentimes people are hostile. And this is, I think, what we are afraid of, is they don't want to hear it. Well, you, you, you ever hear about the green apple and the red apple? Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe if somebody is very hostile to us, it's to just leave them and keep praying for them and move on again to another person. Yeah. It's not always time to harvest, but sometimes it's just time to plant seeds and water. Yes. And in time, God will bring the increase. That's right. Now, you're in Turks and Caicos, perhaps Mm -hmm. somewhat of a different culture than the United States, but what are some of the ways in Turks and Caicos you all are praying about and seeking to share the gospel with your community? Okay, one of the things that we are doing in Turks and Caicos, we go into the schools and we give God thanks and praise for that, that the, um, the principals or head teachers are allowing us to come in and do devotions with the kids. Sometimes we do it with the whole school. Sometimes we do it with a class. And that has been going great so far. Wow. But I think after the coronavirus, it kind of slapped down until we did get back in person. But that is what we have been doing. Okay. Yes, and we have been going on the streets, sharing Bibles, asking people, can we pray for you? How can we pray for you and your family and stuff like that? Yeah. That is a real, I love, I love how you share that because I think that's a, that is a real good opportunity. We sometimes uh, don't realize that praying for people, people are open to be prayed for. Exactly. Whereas they may not be quite open to have a conversation about the plan of salvation but it can open the door of their heart by it's praying for them. It's a door. And it's, I, I, I think it's also a conversation starter to get in the gospel as well. Mm-hmm. Calvin, do you have anything to share on this topic? Yeah, so I think the conversation starters are very important where you want to meet people on common ground. Mm-hmm. So you think of Jesus and the woman at the well. It was meeting her on common ground, just the starting of the conversation. Yeah. Jesus was talking about a different type of water. She, she thought, well, it's, it's physical water that he's talking about. But it opens up the conversation for Jesus to speak into the issues that she was dealing with. And during that conversation, we see how she was able to understand deeply from Jesus that her need is for living water, that, that Christ is is the one who can satisfy her and not the five husbands that she think, that that she has and then for him to reveal that to her just completely blows her mind mm-hmm. it's like come see a man who told me all i've done it just revealed the character of jesus christ that he's all-knowing mm-hmm. and so embracing embracing that truth for her uh changed her life 
So a takeaway for me is meeting people where they're at and steering the conversation towards Jesus Christ. And you can meet people on so many different levels. I mean, they can be talking about food. They can be talking about life. You know, somebody might say, you know what, life is just extremely hard. And then you could be like, yeah, life is so hard. But can you imagine life without Jesus? <laughs> it's just going to steer that conversation in easy. And I think it's, it becomes easy to pick that up if you listen intently to what people are saying as you're having this regular conversation. You want to pick things out that you can use to, to navigate and, and share the gospel with them. And leaning on the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Exactly. So, so listening to where this person is and then listening to the Holy Spirit as he gives us wisdom and power to then speak to this person mm-hmm. and make those connections like you're talking about. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Acts chapter one, verse eight, that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that you took us to John chapter four, the woman at the well, right? With this conversation about water, because Monique, when you were talking, that was the encounter that came into my mind mm. when you were saying, you don't have to have a seminary degree. You don't have to be a Bible expert. You don't have to have been a Christian for 20 years to be an effective witness. This lady was an, immediately, she became an effective witness. She became an evangelist for Jesus right after she met him. Come and see. Come and see this man. That's what we're saying to people. Come and see this yeah. Savior. He saved me. He has been so good to us. So this is evangelism. And I also think, too, that people are they're very timid when it comes to sharing their faith, obviously it depends on, on their background and context on what they've been taught. And Monique alluded to the point of seminary because some people think, oh, you have to go to seminary and have this education in terms of sharing your faith. And I said, pe- I said to people, believers, Christians, do you have a story? That's so, right. So you have a you, testimony. Yes, you mm-hmm. start with that because that's the power of God at work. So it's like three steps, I call it. One, your life before, how you came to faith, mm-hmm. what what was that moment like? And we use this term when the light bulb went off. That's when God opened your eyes. Reminds me of Acts 16. Mm-hmm. Speaks of where the Lord opened Lydia's heart. What was that moment when the Lord opened your heart to come face to face with your sin and your need for a savior? Yeah. And, and then how are you progressing in your walk? Because oftentimes people stay at the second phase. This is how I came to faith. Mm-hmm. But, the gospel goes beyond the cross. Yes. Resurrection power guarantees us effective living. Not perfect, but we are progressing in areas as we submit to the Holy Spirit. But that's important for people to understand that yeah. salvation is this continuous work. He has saved us, but he continues to work in areas in our lives through that process of sanctification. So it means if, if I was an angry person, Right, I get saved. My anger isn't just going to disappear, but as I submit and yield to God, that's what's taking place in my life. The reason why I say that, it helps people to understand that this journey of our lives, God is in control from the saving aspect of it to keeping us and sustaining us. That's beautifully said. Very well said. Yeah. So we've been talking about the subject of evangelism. 
And actually, what you just shared near the end of that about how we can also share with people how God is still working in our lives mm-hmm. and, and giving us progress, and, and though we're not perfect, uh, he is, he's working to make us increasingly into his image, is a good segue into inviting our audience to join us for another episode where, mm-hmm. Calden, you're going to share yeah. a testimony of how God has worked in your life to give you progress in an area of your life where you are finding defeat. Yes. So we hope our listeners will come back for that. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It is copyrighted by Brett A. Marani, 2022.